Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the channel, um, the Prism Four School of Small Business. I am Salome Chung, the CEO of Prism Four Enterprises. On this channel, we talk about all things small business. We speak about the issues that small business uh, experience, and we explore solutions um, to um, give small businesses um, different strategies and tips that can help them overcome these issues. If it is your first time here, welcome. Please subscribe to the channel. Uh, the Prism for School of Small Business. Please leave us your comments. We want to hear them um, so that we can do better. Uh, your suggestions are also welcome. Uh, if you would like to connect with me further, I will put my social media links in the chat, in the in the comments, in the um, video in the comments section of the video. So today is, um, uh, is a continuation of my author series. I am uh, speaking to authors in the month of September who have authored or co-authored business or business-related books. And today we're talking about sales. And you might say, oh no, another video on how to sell. Well, um, stick around. I'm, I'm confident you're gonna learn some new things today about the art of selling. If you're in business, um, you're selling something. <laughs> Whether you're selling um, your knowledge, you're selling your skills, you're selling a product, um, you're selling something. The key is who's buying what you're selling. And um, are you um, sufficiently skilled in the art of selling so that those who you're selling to feel comfortable buying what you're selling and they're not frustrated or pressured? Because you know what happens when we're pressured. We do the impulse buying thing and then we either return it or we don't buy it again. So we want um, who we're selling to to be so convinced that what we're selling is what they want <laughs> so that they are forever loyal to you. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest, uh, John Sansone. And I'm going to bring uh, John into the picture. Uh, welcome, John. Um, hey, welcome. Thanks, Salome. Yeah, I want to get... Um, I don't know why I'm not getting a full screen. It says double click to get a full screen, but it's not giving me a full screen. So we'll, we'll just um, go with the program. <laughs> we'll just- All good, all good. Yeah, it's all good. So John is an author and speaker. He's a consultant who has worked with Fortune 500 companies. His main area of focus is new client development. And John is here having a conversation with me today about his new his book, The Sales Warrior, um, that teaches all of us the skills to get clients to buy what we're selling. John's particular focus is on soft skip selling. Um, so John, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the channel. Welcome awesome. to the broadcast. 
uh, please tell our listeners or subscribers or audience, uh, what are soft selling skills? Oh yeah, absolutely, Salome. It's, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I just wanted to pinpoint and, and give folks a little bit of background on me. So I've been professionally selling for 32 years. And, uh, and when I started selling, I was not only broke, I was in debt. And I was able to get myself out of debt and be very successful in sales for over 30 years. And it's all been because I've been able to develop what I call soft selling skills. And when you think of soft selling skills, really it's people skills that make you money. You know, can you remember somebody's name? Can you remember somebody's nickname? Can you remember things that are important to this person that have nothing at all to do with what you're selling? You know, do, it's so, so important. Exactly. So isn't that intriguing, John? Because sometimes people will just buy something from you because they like you. Um, they, they're not concerned about the cost or whether or not they need it. They're just buying it because they like you. And, and that like comes from what you just said. Um, <clears throat> you've gotten to know them as a person. You've really delved into who they are, what they're about, what they do, how can you serve them. And so they become either a loyal friend or a loyal customer. And as we know, people buy from the people they like, know, and trust. So, so yeah, you're exactly right. That's self-selling plays directly into how we network with people, i.e. people skills. Yes, and, and, and you want to get scientific about your people skills. So, so it's not just, uh, you know, knowing somebody's background. It's also like being uh, key to things that are uh, detail-oriented that will further the relationship. An example would be uh, knowing that it's the month of their birthday, as an example. If, uh, if you even know the detail in terms of it's their wedding anniversary, um, the school they went to, the university that they went to, if their university's in the playoffs or not, in football playoffs or basketball playoffs, you should know that. And, uh, and when you take that kind of an interest in the things that interest your customer and or your prospect, then they will want to do business with you. And that's how you, uh, and that's how you build strong business rapport. Like we know what, like, uh, you know, normal rapport between people and friends, this is different. Business rapport is they're going to spend money with you. Exactly. Exactly. And I will go a little further, um, John, uh, as uh, someone who has uh, also has a real estate background, you're yeah. taught, you better know everything about your client and not just, you know, their favorite football team when they got married, their wife's name, their wife's birthday. Um, you also want to know, do they have kids? What are the kids' names? When are the kids' birthdays? When do the kids go to college? Because they might want to rent an apartment. <laughs> you know, when are the kids getting married? You know, things of that nature. And, and, and those connections are not just about, you know, selling someone. Selling is in the back of your mind. It, it, it's outside of the framework of the relationship you're um, creating. But once you get to that point where you now have to ask for that sale, it's, it's 
not, it's 10 times easier because that person already knows you. They know you have their best interest at heart. So whatever you're selling automatically in, they, in their minds, they think that's a good thing for me. Right. And in, in these days, the ability to get this information is better than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. so, um, so you have the customer relationship management software, CRM system. You can keep track of things that are important to your customer that have nothing at all to do with the business that you do with them. Uh, two, you can use the internet. You can look them up on Facebook. You can look them up on LinkedIn. Years ago, Salome, what I used to do before the internet existed, I know kids, that's going to sound scary. It's going to be like Salome and I are on dinosaurs. You know? <laughs> but um, but uh, one day, kids, the, the internet was not around. And, and what I did was I picked up a, uh, an almanac. And the, uh, in the almanac that I picked up, allowed me to call into particular parts of the country and, and be able to identify, like we were talking about how you boys lived around bodies of water. Mm -hmm. I could identify lakes and also I could identify major uh, building structures around uh, where this particular individual lived, even though it wasn't that, it wasn't like it was New York City. It was, it could be somewhere in Kansas or somewhere in Missouri and somewhere in Louisiana or somewhere in Florida. And, and, and I could pinpoint, hey, you're really close to Rocky Mountain Lake, aren't you? And, uh, and they would be like, how do you know? Because this was before the internet. And I was holding an almanac. And uh, they would be like, how do you know that? But I would spend time when I was calling into a particular state. And I would find their particular city on my almanac. And I would go down and I'd find the bodies of water, or the major structures around it. And I would create a conversation around that. And uh, one of my sales managers years ago said that everybody loves where they live and, it, and, and nobody lives in an insignificant area. And, uh, and you would think that we, there are insignificant areas based upon Hollywood because Hollywood, according to Hollywood, there's New York City, there's Chicago, and there's Los Angeles, and there's San Francisco, and, and the rest of the United States doesn't exist. Right, right. That, that is very true. And, uh, you know, speaking of the almanac, that's such a great strategy. It's old school, but, but it's an awesome strategy. And uh, unfortunately, in the, in the social media age, and uh, uh, which is why I'm really so, so um, excited about speaking to you about selling. Yeah. Because, because entrepreneurs nowadays, they think everything is about um, doing it online. They're, they've lost the art of connecting with people. Um, yeah. And uh, I, um, I will say um, social media definitely has its value because you can reach a lot more people in that way. So the challenge is now to find a way um, to consistently uh, engage your customers. And that's where CRM is so invaluable. But absolutely. I, but I think the the um, the idea of um, now that you can't have that um, you know in per in person touch, uh, we still have email, we still have snail mail. <laughs> uh, I, I can't tell you how um, I um, received a, a get well card in the mail 
the other day. I can't tell you the last time I got a, a card in the mail. It's all right. electronic greeting cards. I'm like, who wants an electronic greeting card? I don't, you know, I'd rather, you know, not have a card because it seems so impersonal. Sure. But, but that card I got was from a, um, from a, a networking, uh, the principles of a networking group that I was a part of and they had oh, okay. me in a couple of weeks. So they heard I was ill. So they sent me uh, a get well card in the mail. They didn't send me an email saying get well, they sent me a card. So, right. so what that does for me is now, those are people I wanna keep connecting with because it says they care about me outside of uh, the business realm. So, right, right. So, you know, that connection has gotten stronger and I know um, that I can call on them and they'll be supportive. So sure. we, we, we as, as um, uh, entrepreneurs in the digital age has forgotten, you know, or we, we aren't so in touch. We aren't thinking out of the box about ways we can um, expand that personal touch. So... Uh, your book, John, I, yes. I'm intrigued. I did some research on you. I know the book is titled The Sales Warrior. Um, you're big on soft selling and people skills that support soft, the soft sell. Um, but you, you also preach warrior weapons. Um, tell our audience or, um, <clears throat> excuse me, our subscribers, what are warrior weapons? How many of them can you share that um, that is a, that can really help um, my audience hone in on the best way to um, sell without selling? <laughs> well, you know, first and foremost, um, I'll talk a little bit about sales. So, so sales is a process of taking very detailed notes of exactly what somebody's looking at. And, uh, and then coming back to that individual and, um, and, refer, and, and reviewing with them to make sure you know exactly what's important to them. And, and you need to know not only what's important to them, but why it's important. So, so I need this, this, and this on this vehicle, for instance, but why do you need this, this, and this on this vehicle? Because I have three kids and a wife and we got to ride in comfort and we got to have leather because the baby's going to throw up. You got to know all this stuff in order to present the right uh, the right product. I call it thread the needle, and uh, and that's a warrior weapon. You got to be very detailed, and you have to be able to thread the needle. And the only way to thread the needle is to take the time up front. Most salespeople won't do it; they want to just take you right to product. Incorrect way to sell. You're actually underselling your prospect when you do that. You want to find out everything that they possibly want. And it's going to be important to them before you show them product, because you might you might show them you know a slim down uh, product when in actuality this individual likes to buy really robust products, but but you didn't know that because you didn't spend the time to find out, and uh, and there's so many ways to do that because you want to I call it expand the vision. Yes. So, yes. so one of the best warrior weapons is attitude. 
I can tell within five minutes of meeting a new salesperson if they're successful or not. I don't have to see how, I don't have to see any data on what they've sold. I can tell based upon the, how they approach me and their attitude on when I ask them questions. So a really good successful salesperson is going to take their time and they're going to find out exactly what somebody needs. And an objection is not an objection. An objection is a question and, and prospects have every right to ask questions and get clarification so that they feel comfortable about what they're buying. Because the reason people are uncomfortable talking to salespeople because they don't want to buy the wrong product from the wrong individual and then have buyer's remorse. So exactly. the more you, yep, you, you spend upfront, so that's a big warrior weapon. You got to spend the time upfront finding out exactly what somebody needs. And then two, a big warrior weapon is you. Like, like you have to have self-confidence. That's why when I say I can tell how good somebody's numbers are just from meeting them, I can tell just based upon how somebody looks me in the eye, how somebody shakes my hand, how well somebody is dressed, not that they have to have expensive clothing, but mm -hmm. you know, is their, is their shirt uh, ironed? Um, are their shoes polished? Are they put together? You, you put all that- to Attention to detail, because that's yes. going to translate into their business life as well. Exactly. Exactly. So, so all these little things are important. The reason why I called my book sales warrior, and, and that's a warrior weapon into itself is because I wanted to reframe how salespeople think about themselves. So I spend the first chapter explaining how important salespeople are to an organization. Like when most people think of an organization, they think of the CEO of the company, the president of the company, the CFO of the company, the comptroller of the company, director of human resources, all these glorious jobs that are in the company couldn't exist if they had a poor sales staff. Exactly. Because, <laughs> and, and all, those, all those positions are meaningless without the sales staff. Exactly, exactly. So you find a failing large uh, publicly traded company and, uh, and at some point they fire the CEO if they're not meeting their sales numbers. So, so the warriors out there are the ones that help win the war of business. And I think the more you, I, I know it, it seems contrary the way I describe it, because I'm like the soft skills of selling, but, but instead of, uh, you know, instead of having grenades and instead of having guns, what you have instead is your own self-esteem, your own knowledge of the products, your own caring about what somebody wants and spending the time to get the questions answered you will differentiate yourself in the marketplace if you will spend the time and connect with people on a personal level. Most people won't spend, the, I've bought so many things where, where I have to force who I am on the person trying to sell me something because they're spending no time finding out who I am. Finding out who you are and what you want, what you yes. need. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and more importantly, who I am because, um, not me in particular, but what, what I'm trying to describe is one of the warrior weapons is you want to talk to your audience knowing that they are a unique individual. Like you're a unique individual. You, you're, you're educated in uh, universities in St. Thomas. You have an MBA degree. 
you've been in real estate, you've been in insurance, now you help uh, businesses uh, and entrepreneurial businesses and small businesses, like you mentioned with strategies, tactics, and answers. You're yeah. an author. So I spent a lot of time finding out about you so we could have a more powerful interview. Yeah. And, that's, and, and that's a warrior weapon. You got you got to be interested in the people that you're trying to sell to, and it's got to be it's got to you got to be more interested in them as a person than just selling something. People will people will see right through a salesperson that that is not interested in helping them. And you know what, um, John? It's it, it's kind of like a catch twenty two, where salespeople. Um, are so focused on meeting goals and quotas that, that they lead with the hard sell. And um, they, they feel pressured. They don't feel as if they have the time to build those relationships. And that might just be the culture of their organization where you know, there's so much pressure that there's not enough training. Um, for people, for, for salespeople to really develop the skills they need to be effective salespeople. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I want to um, talk to you, John. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's shift a little bit. Okay, sure. Um, sure. I want to, we're staying in the sales, um, we're, we're still in the sales conversation, but as, as business owners, um, one of the things I teach and, and what I teach businesses is how to achieve longevity. Okay. And we're talking about sales without, without revenues, you have no longevity, right? Right. <laughs> but <laughs> how do you, how are you um, positioned to make sure that you're getting those both those, um, uh, are you positioned, are your strategies positioned to lead you into um, the revenues that you need? Um, so, but I digress. Um, uh, the question I wanted to ask you was in, as an entrepreneur, or I think um, selling and soft selling and, you know, being trained in the art of selling, how do you approach uh, prospects, et cetera, it's all about relationship building. And in, as an as a entrepreneur and small business owner, um, I do a lot of networking. And I find nowadays that um, the, how you network has, has changed. Um, it's not about if you're ha just handing out business cards and making follow-up calls, 90% of the time you're wasting your time. <laughs> um, now, what advice would you give um, an entrepreneur? I do a lot of um, networking on, for example, let's take LinkedIn. And I find a lot of people will come into your feed and immediately they want to sell you something and they haven't, you haven't built a relationship with them. You don't know who they are what they are, you have no idea whether they're who they say they are. Um, so in that realm of building relationships with people that you can sell, because even though you're building a network, 
the idea is to sell is to is to get to the sale so um how what would you what advice would you give uh, an entrepreneur say um who's using social media as a way and let's use linkedin as an example sure how do you um what, what's the best approach because i i typically um you know i will never um you know sell or or introduce a product to someone i'm just connecting with because immediately they'll say well all she wants to do is sell me something so what should be the best approach john absolutely well uh, with linkedin you want to um you want to create a community around interest in what you're selling because LinkedIn is a community of professionals. Repeat that again. <laughs> okay. It an so, interest in what you're selling. Yes, you want to create a community. Okay. Yeah. I, I know this might sound uh, uh, this might sound uh, strange for people to hear, but uh, I am also an expert in in cults, and uh, and the reason I am is because I'm just I just had an interest in it, and I've read I don't know. 12, 13 books on cults, like I can speak in depth about it, but, but people wonder like, why do people do the strangest things that, that most of us read about and are blown away and it happens in cults? And, uh, and why does it happen? Cults create community. Mm -hmm. and 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 the human being and that's what the per the, that's what the human is attracted to is the community yes. whether it's good or bad for you they're they're attracted to the community yes and and a lot of people think people want to meet that one person to fall in love people don't want they do want to meet that one person to fall in love but people will do more for a group of people they fall in love with that they'll ever do for one person they fall in love with. The ability to relate to a big group of individuals where you feel like your community and we're part of a group is much stronger than the marital relationship. In fact, large communities have ruined a marital relationships in the past because that's so strong. The so, but, but the reason I say that is like, how do you get people to interact with you on LinkedIn you got to bring them into your community and, and, and it has to be a value added community. I am creating a community right now. It's not as large as I would like it, but last year there was only 45 people and nobody was following me. Now I have 900 people and all 900 people are following me. Why are they following me? Because I create a value add every single day. They wake up, they can look on LinkedIn and I give them something for free to help them with their job. And, and that's what you need to do on LinkedIn. You need to bring them into your community. You need to continue give a value add to them. And at some point they're gonna buy. And the reason they're gonna buy is because they wanna, con they, they wanna take it a step further. Yeah. Think of it as dating. It's online dating where you don't actually ever get to talk to the person. So, so, so you're creating a dating pool and uh, 900 people are in your dating pool and uh, they're speed dating you on a daily basis. And, and they're trying to determine, would, would they be good for me? What can they offer me? And, uh, and that's like, oh, you know what? I think I would like to go dancing with them. And, and that might be going online and, and buying your product. Yeah. And, and you know, 
that brings up a really good point that uh, is a warrior weapon is uh, use of analogies. So important in business to be able to take something complex and make it very simple to drive it home. And uh, use of analogies is probably one of the best warrior weapons that I can give folks. Awesome. Um, awesome. You know, it, it's, it's um, I so, so, so agree with you about um, giving uh, something, creating, you know, sharing information and all of this is free information that your community benefits from because they'll be loyal to you. And that is so true. I started a newsletter on LinkedIn and it's amazing. It's free. I do it every, yeah. every month. And uh, I, uh, I, you know, I write an article on something that gives information. And uh, I, the idea is to bring people into the community because it's one of the best things I think LinkedIn does is when you post an article, it, it shares it with your with the entire LinkedIn community. So it yes. people into what you're trying you're sharing. So that is that that is really awesome. But yes, thank you so much for being here, John. I have one final question. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and I had something that I wanted to add to this. Go ahead. Really go ahead. For, okay. Go ahead. So, so there's something called um, edification. Right. So what so what is edification? Edification is when you think highly of an individual and then the person that you think highly of thinks highly of you. And when you bring somebody new into an organization, if you say something great about yourself, that doesn't do anything. But if if else uh, says something great about yes, you. <laughs> and, 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 and here's how the dance goes. So they come in, like if you picture a, a, a business meeting, a network business meeting. So, uh, so some guy comes in and, uh, and you meet him for the very, uh, you meet him for the very first time and you don't talk about yourself. You talk about somebody else in your organization. That's amazing. And then they meet that individual, that individual edifies you because you can't edify yourself. And then that individual could actually from that, because you edified them, they're edifying you. That individual can book the meeting. Awesome. And, and that's the key. And, and in LinkedIn, the way you would do it is you do it with three people, three professionals, be it three men, three women, it doesn't matter. What you do is you create a conversation on LinkedIn on one of your posts. People you know, three trusted individuals you know, yourself and two other people are creating a conversation about the value that you bring to the table. And then as people are getting interested in it, now they see that you're interacting with these two other people that are interested in what you can provide. And then you've created in what we call in, uh, in the sales business, it's called a buzz. You've created a buzz. Once you've created a buzz, now your community has the ability to explode. Right. And, and now you become an authority on whatever um, topic you're exploring with your, with your, you're exploring in the conversation. So, you know, whenever you then post something afterwards, now everybody wants to know or wants to see or wants to read what you're trying to say. 
whatever you're trying to say. So immediate, immediate edification. I don't know why more people don't do it on LinkedIn. Um, I'm just now starting to do it, but, but to me, it's so basic. Yeah. Like I, when I was trying to promote my book, I had this um, professor um, that teaches at one of our local colleges and uh -huh. we have never met in person. We just okay. have a, a, a business. We built a great business relationship and friendship through LinkedIn. And okay. she agreed to review the book. And then she did this awesome write-up on LinkedIn. Um, oh. So that's what you're talking about, the edification. And I can't tell you how many people responded to, to her post about the book. So, so that was, that's really amazing. Um, so the final question. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, and this is a question I'm asking everyone who's going to be part of this series, because yes. I'm interested to hear um, what the answer, uh, how everyone who's going to be part of the series answers this question. When it comes to business, what is your guiding principle? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, my guiding principle is focus on them and what they want and, and make sure I know exactly what they want and then give them service so incredible that they don't ever want to do business with anybody else. And, and, uh, and I've even like written out a mission statement. And, uh, and if you think of the most expensive uh, resorts, um, Ritz-Carlton comes to mind very expensive mm -hmm. people pay a lot of money to stay in the ritz carlton yeah and they don't argue over price no but, they do not <laughs> but, but, if, but if you but if you line up like you know the mid-range hotels like i you know i don't know Hell holiday in express and that it's just price 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 Salespeople all the time are so worried about the price oh my god i need to bring my price down I've been a person that historically hardly ever lowers price mm -hmm. because if you build value and you build connection, price is not an object. Again, you have to think of it from the customer standpoint. They want to buy from people they like, from a company they can trust with a product that's going to fulfill their need. And what they're mainly not wanting to do is, uh, is spend too much money on a product that won't meet their needs. And that's like really important to, uh, say all the way through it's not that they're not wanting to spend a certain amount of money they're not wanting to overspend on something that won't meet their needs right. they can spend more on something that will really meet their needs and the only way to find out if you can really meet their needs is by taking the time to really understand what they want exactly and and therein lies the rub a lot of times um you know, business people, especially inexperienced entrepreneurs, undervalue what they offer. And to your point, if you're giving the client what they want, you know what they want, you've taken the time uh, to get to know them, uh, they are not at all um, afraid to spend what to, to buy what you're offering at the price that you need, um, that you're offering it at. Because if they see the perceived value, they will be more than happy to pay it. Exactly. So, 
Exactly. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, I wanted to say something because it's just been a golden nugget that just like hit my head. I think about it all the time. Yeah. But one of the reasons why in business I'm never stressed out is because I always understand that I work in quarters, not in months. It's true. You can't have three bad months and have a good quarter. You can have one bad month and still have a great quarter. quarter yes, but the more you think in 90-day increments and the less you think in what I'm doing this week, what I'm doing this month, I think the stronger your quarter is because it gives you plenty of time to bring the business in. You're not so worried about January 1st yeah. to January 31st. You're worried about January 1st to March 31st. Right, right. It gives you more time to date and dance before they have to buy. And it takes all the pressure off you. And, and then like you can get into some sophisticated things. Like I go through a process and this is a soft selling skill and it's a warrior weapon. It's called posturing. Most salespeople are scared to posture. But if you do all the right things in uh, finding out what they want, so on and so forth. What is posturing, John? Explain to the people what posturing is. <laughs> it's where you know your worth. Like yep. if, if you think of, in what you're offering. Yeah. You know, since I'm a guy and I've dated girls, I'm married. But since I've dated girls, you know, girls posture men all the time. Like, uh, hey, hey, Sally, you want to go out on the, you want to go to dinner on Wednesday? Oh, I think I'm busy. Like, what's that mean? But she's posturing him, Make right? You work for it. <laughs> yes, I think I'm busy. Yeah. You know, yeah. you and but but the but uh, but in the sales process, an example would be like it would go something like this. Uh, hey, John, I got way too much going on in my life. I got this, 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 and this going on in my life. Why don't you call me next month? So we're in January as an example. And let's say you call him January 1st. So Bob, you're saying you want me to call you like the first week in February? And, uh, you know, you, act, you even say it that way. Like it's a, you know, like it's a question. Really? <laughs> yeah, like the first week in February? And, uh, and uh, and then the guy's like, uh, no, you better make it like the 15th of February. And uh, and this is how you posture. You come back and you say, you know what? I know we had a really good first meeting and everything. And I feel like you uh, you have a lot of interest in what you're doing. But I got to be honest with you. I mean, this is going to be more important for you to do based upon all the reasons that we talked about than for me to do it with you. So, uh, so I'm wondering, like, I want you to feel like you have all the leeway here and all the control here in the world. Why don't I just call you like April 1st? Oh no, call me February 15th. That's posturing. You're pushing it away. People want what they can't have. And, exactly. And, and as a salesperson, if you act needy, you've lost the game. Like, yeah. Like one of my best emails that I ever send out is, uh, and, and this is somebody that's really interested in what I'm doing. One of my emails is, uh, hey, Mike, would you rather meet this week or next week? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care. I'm working a quarter. So whether you meet this week or next week, I can still get you in the quarter. Um, but it gives him leeway. 
-hmm. And then I find out how interested he is. And then I can play the game to the level of interest that they have. And and it's a way to take their temperature. And uh, it gets lost on a lot of salespeople. Um, but, uh, but when you get into that psychological game, what you can't ever do is act like you just have this open calendar. You can't be desperate. You can't be needy and desperate. You've lost. You can't. No, You've lost no. Right off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You got to be trying to date the, uh, the queen of the prom exactly. you, you, and, and you got to be the king of the prom and, uh, and you can't be desperate. As can't soon as you're so desperate, you've lost the game. Like I've gone to great lengths to show people I'm not desperate for their business. Awesome. But it's true. I mean, I'm not desperate for their business, but, um, but I will push, I will push it away and it will come back. Yeah. It's not, it's not, um, what I'm offering you is of benefit to you, not to me. Yes. (laughs) And, and you're busy. Other people want what you have. Like I got a pretty full calendar, Bob. Do you want to meet Wednesday or do you want to meet Friday? I got this time on Wednesday or this time on Friday, which would be best for you? Awesome. Not, not, I have this wide open calendar. You know what, John, I, uh, I love that quarter strategy and I'm going to steal it. So if you see me on LinkedIn talking to my network about go try this quarter strategy uh, as a a soft sales tool, and uh, it's a warrior weapon, Um, remember I told you I was going to steal it. (laughs) No, no, just... uh... Just, you know, just mention my book and mention me. I'll give you credit. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, give me credit because we need to be LinkedIn friends. And uh, and two, I can edify you on your book. I just need to get a copy. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, John, this has been fantastic. Awesome. I can tell you how I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. This conversation has been really intriguing Um, to wrap up. Um, please share with the um, audience, the, my subscribers, um, how they can um, contact you. Sure. Um, well, how can they mm-hmm. find you and uh, um, so that they can get more of what you have to offer? Absolutely. So, uh, so you know, first and foremost, uh, become friends with me or a connection with me on my professional LinkedIn, which is John J O N sales warrior, all one word. And, uh, and two, if you'd like to get my book for free, the best way to do that is to purchase my three-day boot camp, which is several hours of instruction, video, and audio. And my book for free, which is a three-day boot camp where I do a lot of interviews like we're doing right now, so the energy is really high. And, uh, and then I hold my uh, my warriors uh, to the fire so that they can come out and be really strong warriors in uh, in their business and that's all done by little action blocks of doing my sales warrior boot camp and how you get my sales warrior boot camp question (laughs) okay so my sales warrior boot camp is at my website saleswarriorinspire.com so they order my uh, my courses ninety nine dollars. It's crazy that it's only ninety nine dollars. No. But honestly, and I'm being honest with everybody, I don't need the money. 
I, I'm trying to make a difference in the world. I could sell it for 500 and there was a time period where I did sell it for 500, but I, now I just sell it for $99. It's my three day boot camp. Uh, once you sign up for it monthly, I will send you a powerful interview like this one. Every single month, I'll send you a powerful interview like this one. And by ordering it for 99 bucks, you get my book for free. And uh, you just can't ask for like a better education, 32 years of selling. This, this interview alone was worth $99. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Awesome. So, $99 is nothing. I spent that at the movies. Awesome. I know. Awesome. So, John, once again, thank you so much for oh, yeah, my pleasure. being a part of my author series. Um, and uh, I, you know, I'm excited about um, uh, becoming your LinkedIn friend and, and awesome. developing a relationship with you, collaborating with you. Um, cool. And I know you have a podcast, so we'll talk about that another time. But, yeah. but in no the worries. Meantime, yeah, in the meantime, um, I just want again to thank uh, John Sandstone, Sansone. Uh, for his insights on the best strategy, sales strategies I've heard in a long time. So, uh -huh. Don, thank you so much again, and I hope to see you soon. And yeah.